If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Senator Ron Johnson is here. We're going to talk to him about many ills in this government. Joe Biden is old, sleepy, and weak, and that's hurting us. We have a country music star and how you can get involved. All that's coming up on I'm Right. You know what I miss about having a Republican president? And don't get me wrong, we've had great Republican presidents. We've had awful Republican presidents, many, many. It's not that. You know what I miss? I miss that every time the president went overseas, I was never going to be embarrassed. I remember this like it was yesterday. Every time Obama went overseas, because he's a filthy America-hating communist, He would always go overseas and just dog on us, apologize for us. America's always screwed up. And so every time they would announce he was going overseas, I would wince. Joe Biden will do that too. Oh, yeah, America sucks, you know, same commie stuff. Only Joe Biden found a way to one-up how embarrassing Obama was. Now, not only is he an America-hating commie, he just sounds like he's half-freaking-dead. You know, uh... Years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man. He said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much time. What do you think they think when they look at our president? 
And forget him ever taking a bold stance on something. A bunch of dirty terrorists blew themselves up and apparently some of their own people at a hospital in Gaza. And this is the very solid statement the president made about it. I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we've got, a lot, we've got to overcome a lot of things. What does he even say? I don't even understand what he says. I mean, he sounds like me, and I'm sick as a dog. I bet Drew is going to figure all this out. Joining me now, my buddy Drew Berkwist. He is the host of This Is My Show, former counterterrorism officer. Drew, did one of these dirt balls blow himself up again? They do that from time to time, as you well know. Uh, they do. They do. You got to be good at something, right? Um, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <this> <laughs> This whole thing's a mess. Sorry you're not feeling well, brother. Glad to be here with you. Uh, you know, his his whole visit there is 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 a joke. Um, we, we got lots of gaffes from it. We got lots of just nonsensical statements. And there's lots of people who have played into this whole this whole attack, uh, what it was, what it wasn't. A lot of people, not just in in political positions and geopolitical leadership positions across the globe, but of course, people on online and whatnot. All all of this stuff, um, people just got to take with a grain of salt. It's there. There is such a thing as fog of war for a reason. Uh, we've got people who jump to conclusions so damn fast, and and uh, it, that's never helpful in these situations. Drew, I'll tell you something I can't get off my mind when it comes to all this stuff, because we're not hyper-focused on everything over there. Obviously, we bring it up. Is I think about my own country, and you mentioned fog of war and the misinformation and the lies and how fast they spread. This is on, and with all due respect to all the deaths and everything over there, a relatively small regional conflict right now. And all anybody can talk about is this story or that story and this lie and that lie. What if there's a gigantic war, a World War III type thing? Nobody would have a clue about anything. Think about this times a thousand. That would be us. Yeah, it absolutely would. Uh, there's so many people here in, in positions of power and leadership that should know what's going on. Don't. They're so ignorant. It's ridiculous. I've experienced it for a long, long time overseas. You see how just even in to your to your point, whether it's this conflict or this region or this country, how off the mark they are. It's always astonished me. But yes, this would be on steroids. And and right now it is. It's it's a to your I mean, part of your point there. I mean, the bigger point is is just how chaotic and how confused everyone would be, obviously. But but this is this is a a, a smaller regional conflict. There's a lot of smaller regional conflicts going on. The scary thing with all of them, of course, is the fact that we have zero leadership back home, and the ability of any one of those, if not all of those, to scale is what I think has everyone concerned about. People shouldn't get wrapped around the axle. Who did this or who did that? How about let's just figure out what the hell we got to do to not let this thing balloon and, and blossom into something much bigger. What happened in Iraq? Why are two drones trying to strike one of our our, our base in Iraq? So, I mean, look, there's a lot of hubbub about this story this week, and there should be. Anytime someone goes after our troops, uh, there should be discussion. There should be concern. There should be all of that. There should be who did this. But you, you have these types of things happen all the time in Iraq. It's 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 been you know well before this this newer conflict got hotter and kind of popped off. You've got Iranian-backed militias, Iranian-backed groups in the territory who go after bases typically will try and do things to just 
piss people off, not necessarily maybe destroy equipment and what have you, um, let you know that they're there. And and I think that's what you have here. Thankfully, they were intercepted. Nothing nothing significant happened from it, other than the fact that it's, again, a reminder that Iran hates us. Iran is going to do anything and everything they can to destabilize the region. They do a hell of a job doing it. And and they're going to they're going to be ever present there. So you're going to continue to see these happening. These things happen, obviously, in the context of the war that's going on over there. Uh, there there's more concern about it, and it matters. But I, I will just remind everyone: these types of things happen all the time. You just don't always hear about it. Drew Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping just had a little powwow, and this comes on the heels of well, a U.S.-based system being used against Russia for allegedly the first time in Ukraine. I think that's hilarious. They're calling it the first time, but still, for the first time in Ukraine, are we supposed to connect any dots here? Well, there's a lot of dots. I mean, first and foremost, is, is as I think we've discussed before, I think the most important thing with this relationship is how it's blossoming. And it's blossoming not just on you know strategic and tactical levels, but economic levels. $190 billion in trade between the two last year. This friendship's getting tighter. And as they get tighter and they bring in other people all around them, um, it, it sparks disaster for us because we're getting left behind on so many fronts. Again, economically, strategically, in terms of what people are doing on the continent of Africa, even, or or you name it, some other place that no, no one pays attention to. Uh, China and Russia are playing the long game. In terms of the actual strike itself, I, look, I think it's just a stark reminder of how anytime we have these announcements of here's the newest latest technology that the united states is sending over it's not just the funding but then you'd get into okay well what is the technology what is the equipment and weaponry that's being sent and you see these things and every time that something such as as this missile system would go over you're like well that's not good because this is going to be used like like small arms could be but on a much bigger scale and further reach into different territories this is going to be used to attack Russians and Russian installations, which is what happened here. They hit two different Russian installations, and and all this is is another opportunity for things to escalate. And everyone's super focused. Americans can only focus on one thing at a time. So everyone's super focused on the new hot war in Israel that might expand, and I hope and pray it doesn't, but it likely is going to expand some beyond where it is now. Meanwhile, they've forgotten about the the conflict going on over there, which we shouldn't be in, we shouldn't be a part of, but we are. And you've got Zelensky taking a break from dancing to fire missiles at Russian bases that we gave him. Drew, missiles. We're going to just sidetrack for a moment and talk some details here. I know Russia has hypersonic ones. China famously has hypersonic ones. It's famous because they tested one and we didn't even know they had them. And I had a very smart military mind tell me, Jesse... We're so proud of these aircraft carrier group, these carrier groups we have when the future, that's just a few missiles and they're gone. Was he overstating things? I don't, I don't think so. I, I think, look, I mean, the, 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 where we are, we get comfortable. We always get comfortable as a, as a country, as a populace, but even as a national security apparatus and, and, and all of the, the folks in, and, and DC and around the globe who are operating said apparatus, we, we get really comfortable and confident that, yeah, we're the best, we're awesome, we've got these carrier strike group, we've got these nuclear subs, we've got these, we've got more of, of this than you do, and we've, you know, we've had great success in the past, but have we really grown and evolved? In some areas, sure, we have, but there's a lot of areas, you know, in terms of personnel and, and recruitment 
and in terms of the mindset and the culture that are there that we've gone so far the opposite direction it's laughable and then there's stuff like this where it's 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 weapons and and equipment and you see these guys advancing always they're they're multiple steps ahead of us and and we kind of rest on our laurels like dad but it's okay because our special operations community is the best and they are and we've got this and that's great but if they can destroy it in a matter of moments What's it really matter? So they, they I, again, I always, I, I, and I give credit to, to, to China in particular. They play the long game so well. We play the right now game, and sometimes that helps us, but it's, it's going to hurt us in the long run. Drew, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Feel better. You bet. Let's ask the senator about it next, Senator Ron Johnson. I have some concerns. We're going to ask him about it. Before, before we get to him, I have some concerns about this as well. It, it, it's on my mind all the time. Our Justice Department. It's really bad. You're seeing it. It's in your face all over the place. They're against you. Large portions of this country's legal system are against you. They want to throw you in prison. If you are somebody like me who carries every day, you need an attorney on retainer. Not insurance, not this gun insurance, this concealed carry gun insurance. If you, if, if you get in a shooting, our insurance will pay your attorney. No, they drop you. These insurance companies just drop you right away. You need an actual attorney. That's what attorneys on retainer is all about. An actual attorney specializing in defending you. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you have legal representation. Go to attorneysonretainer.us, promo code JESSE. I get you 50, 50 bucks off, but go sign up today. You carry a weapon, carry an attorney, at least his phone number. We'll be back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I have great news before we bring Senator Ron Johnson in. And that's obviously great news. But the great news is this. The border, secure. Completely secure. According to Axios, quote, the reality is the southern border is more fortified than it has ever been. That is awesome news. Joining me now, Senator Ron Johnson out of the great state of Wisconsin. Senator, I was concerned about having a completely unsecure border with millions and millions of illegals pouring into this country from nations hostile to us all over the world. But now I've found out it's fortified. I guess you can pack it up and go home, go work on taxes or something. Yeah, Jesse, all you can really do is shake your head, but that's one of the big problems, which is why I hold the complicit, compliant, and corrupt media uh, largely responsible for the open border. It's definitely Biden who's done it, but if, the mainstream media would have been reporting on this honestly. If they would have been telling the American public the, the consequences of this massive flow of illegal immigrants and uh, you know 1.7 million known gotaways, we don't know who they are, but we know they, they're in this country. Uh, you think there may be a terrorist too in there? I don't think the Biden administration could have uh, withstood the public pressure to close the border. But the media's been covering up for them, and this this is just literally jaw-dropping from Axios. Uh, you know, but I, I will say, that they are right. The border is 100% secure on the Mexican side. Nobody crosses into America oh. without paying the human trafficking fee. Uh, how do you think little girls uh, pay off their seven to $10,000 human trafficking fee? Uh, you know, all the drugs coming through. It's, it's grotesque what this administration is facilitating. Senator, let's talk about that national security aspect of it you brought up. I was talking with a Green Beret friend of mine, and we were talking about the gotaways from China, from, from all kinds of countries that they're catching people on the terrorist watch list. And I asked him, 
With the six months of training, how, how much could you train up 500 men to do real damage to this country? And he just started laughing, Senator. We could be surrounded right now by saboteurs from any known number of countries. Does this not matter to a single Democrat in this government? Any of them? Do any of them care? At least behind closed doors, tell me they care. Well, we, we've got a couple that live in border states that uh, at least express concern. Uh, but generally, they're in lockstep behind their president. I think uh, when we've, you know, I've, I've offered amendments to just complete the, the fence we've already bought and paid for that's costing us more not to build it than to actually complete it. I think only Joe Manchin was the only Democrat uh, senator that uh, joined with Republicans to actually complete the fence. So again, they're in lockstep supporting their president's uh, open border policy. And it is incredibly dangerous for this country. I, I don't want to give any terrorist ideas, but it wouldn't take many to create havoc in America. Oh. oh. Okay, well, speaking of the national security angle, we are doing everything apparently in our power to poke every other national nuclear power on the planet, all while our strategic reserve is down to, I believe, two weeks. Last time I checked, it was two weeks. We need oil to run our Navy, our Army, our, our entire military. Is this a point of concern in D.C.? I would hope so. Again, not on the part of the Democrats. Republicans obviously oppose it. Uh, President ah. Trump tried to do what he could do to, to fill it up. And then President Biden just uh, completely fritters that progress away while he reduces the number of uh, leases uh, off of federal land, uh, tries to deny the oil and gas industry of capital to invest to drill more oil. Again, he's happy to release sanctions and buy Venezuelan oil, but uh, boy, don't, don't let American uh, you know, drillers and, and, you know, folks in the oil and gas industry, let them uh, drill oil for American consumption. That's, uh, well, that's against their green energy policies. Senator, we're talking, well, we're hearing about a hundred million dollar, hundred billion dollar, I'm sorry, foreign aid package, of course, to Israel, Ukraine, all these other things. And regardless of what people feel about Ukraine, Israel, about Hamas, anything else, Senator, I always hear people, politicians on both sides talk like this as if there's money, when there's no money left. We borrow money every dime for all this stuff. Do people, do politicians in Washington believe that we have money? The entitlements take up every dime. We don't have any money. Well, once again, Democrats don't worry about that at all. I keep pointing out, uh, somebody asked me, what's your definition of Bidenomics? So it's pretty simple. A dollar that you held at the start of his, of his administration is now worth about 85 cents. That's what printing all these dollars is doing, and we're continuing to do it. I mean, this year's deficit will be close to $2 trillion. We're spending about $2 trillion more than oh. we spent just four years ago. It's completely out of control. There's no process for getting it under control. Now, the American public has to wake up to this. Unfortunately, there's, there's very little public pressure to rein in spending because most Americans love the benefits. And, of course, the elected officials love bragging about all the bacon they're bringing home to their districts and their states. So it's completely out of control. I'm, I keep telling people, nobody can out frustrate me. I, I, I'm, I'm one of very few deficit hawks in this uh, in Congress. There, there are others, but not many. Uh, I'm glad you're there. And you know what? You, you really spoke to it, Senator. I'm not asking you, certainly not as an elected official, to blast the populace at all. But we really do have a population that doesn't understand how critical this is, this is and how bad it's going to be when we drive that car off the fiscal cliff. I think that's the problem, Senator. People don't understand the drastic change in their standard of living if we don't get this under control. Well, Jesse, they've never been taught that. 
I mean, our schools are indoctrinating our yeah. children with all critical race theory, uh, gender identity, politics, that type of thing. And of course, our mainstream media, again, is complicit and corrupt. They're advocates for the left. So there's no information getting to the vast majority of American publics about how dangerous our debt and deficit levels are and how that will literally destroy our country. One good place to start is, well, here's Leon Panetta asking if he has any regrets. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about that letter you signed on to from former intelligence officials saying that uh, the laptop and the emails had all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. You don't have any regrets about doing what you did? No, I don't have any regrets about not trusting the Russians. I saw that clip. Unbelievable arrogance. I mean, so Leon Panetta has no problem lying boldface to the American public. Just as long as he got his guy elected, I'm sure he loves the open borders, the flood of illegal uh, drugs, the embarrassing and dangerous uh, surrender in Afghanistan that emboldened Putin, that's emboldening Iran, emboldening Hamas. I'm sure he loves 40-year high inflation. You know, the fact that your dollar is only worth 85 cents. I, I, the war on fossil fuels, I'm sure he loves all of this because he's one of the people that contributed to it. Senator, his involvement in this politicking and involvement of people like Michael Hayden, Christopher Ray, and James Comey, I mean, big, take your pick. It's much more important and, frankly, much more frightening than some weird hippie on the college street corner waving a sign in the air. When we have Central Intelligence Agency officials, current and former, FBI agents, current and former, participating in the political process, always against the American right, that's nation-ending stuff. And I want to credit you because you're one of the few people in Congress who actually has been signing the alarms, shouting the alarm for this. Is the Republican Party finally waking up that they have enemies within the bureaucracy of this government? Well, the House is, led by Jim Jordan. God, I hope they elect him speaker. A uh, person of integrity, intelligence, but uh, no, you know, as, as we're investigating the Bidens, I, I would often say is as serious as that corruption is uh, to our national security, even greater threat is the corruption within federal law enforcement, the FBI, our yep. intelligence agencies, and then, then of course the corruption in the media. We wouldn't have the corruption in government if the media reported on it fairly, if they held both sides equally accountable. So th those are actually far greater threats to our democracy long term than the corruption of the Biden family. As serious as that is. As serious as it is. Senator, thank you so much. I appreciate you for joining us. What's that? All right. Let's talk about something we can do something about. There have been a lot of big problems that you can't fix, I can't fix, you know, we're just normal people, but we can fix our local politics. These are the most critical battles and they're the most easy battles to win. Scott Pressler is gonna tell us how. Would you like to know what you can do? Let's talk to Scott Pressler about that. Before we do that, let's do this. Let's talk about where we put our money. It has been, if you've watched this show for any length of time, you know I've lamented it many, many times over how evil the finance sector is in the country. It's overrun by these filthy ESG-loving commies, and there's no place to bank, right? All these banks are all ESG this and DEI that. What do we do? Well, we haven't had options. We finally have one. Old Glory Bank. You're never going to be debanked as so many have for promoting the Second Amendment. Low taxes. 
pro-life, marriage, that Old Glory Bank, finally a bank that shares our values where your money can be safe. Go open up an account. OldGloryBank.com. OldGloryBank.com. Available all 50 states. Mobile app, everything. We'll be back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Legal and local. We lament all these horrible things that are happening right now. Joe Biden sucks, government sucks, Middle East sucks, everything sucks. And you sit around watching the news long enough, you'll feel completely helpless because you can't do anything about it. But you can, just not in the way you think. You see, you have a community, you have a town, you have a county, you have a state, and you can win these things back with effort. The communists took these things from you because they cared enough to try. We care enough to try, we can take them back. And the man who is the tip of the spear, he is the one leading this effort everywhere he can. We can't clone him. Scott Pressler, he's going to join us right now. And first, he's going to tell us what happened down in Louisiana except for good Cajun food. Scott? Well, first, you're exactly right, Jesse. Look, what's happening in Ukraine is awful, but it's a distraction. What's happening in Israel is awful. The speakership that we don't have a Speaker of the House, all of these things are meant to divert our attention. And the thing that is most important right now is focusing on the November elections on Tuesday, November 7th. And as you mentioned, Jesse, I've got good news because what we've been working on at early vote action since the beginning of this year came to fruition on Saturday, October 14th. We elected Governor-elect Jeff Landry in the state of Louisiana, where they just had a two-time Democrat governor. And if anybody knows anything about Louisiana, they have a jungle primary system. We had 15 candidates running and Jeff Landry received over 51% of the vote outright on October 14th. That means that there's no runoff for the gubernatorial election. He is elected as governor. And that is exciting news and it's giving us momentum going into this November's election. Speak to us about this uh, Louisiana place, Scott, because many people aren't that familiar with the politics there. When they think about it, they're thinking Deep South should be red anyway. Why wasn't it red before? Well, I hate to say it. Sometimes Republicans, we fight our own, and they did have a bitter primary that a lot of people who candidate didn't win they did not vote for that general Republican candidate in the in the runoff in 2019. And the Democrat was able to win by 40,000 votes. So I hate to say it, the Democrats, while I don't respect their policies, I think their policies are reckless and dangerous for our country. I do respect that the Democrats at the end of the day coalesce together and will vote blue no matter who to get their candidates across the finish line. Now, luckily, we weren't in that situation with Jeff Landry. He is an attorney general that has fought against the Biden administration. And it's clear that our policies as Republicans and conservatives got him across the finish line. But one thing that I do want to point out, Jesse, is Caddo Parish in Shreveport, Louisiana is majority black. And that parish voted for Jeff Landry on Saturday, October 14th. So minorities are coming over to the Republican Party. They realize how disastrous the Biden administration has been for our country. 
Scott, explain how normal people, before we move on to other things they need to get involved in now, not in 2024 now, but how do normal people begin to engage locally, Scott? What's step one? There are a million people watching right now who want to get involved. They want to do something. They, no one's giving them something right in front of their face to do. What do they do? It's as simple as little things like talking to your neighbors. You know, I'm here in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, in Butler, Butler County, Pennsylvania. And actually, I'm in Mike Kelly's congressional district. Mike Kelly has been asked by the, his constituency, the members that voted for him, to vote for Jim Jim Jordan. And yesterday, he did not do such a thing. And today, he uh, announced support for Boehner as speaker. And a lot of people are really angry. They're irate. And we have local elections, not only for the Supreme Court statewide in Pennsylvania, but we have city council elections in Slippery Rock. And it's a very small, tight-knit community. It's as simple as talking to your neighbors and saying, hey, are you voting this November? Are you registered to vote? Because the deadline here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is on Monday, October 23rd. Do you have a plan to vote? Do you need a ride to the polls? Do you need a mail-in ballot? It's little things like even wearing shows support for your favorite candidate while going to the grocery store, to the supermarket. But having those discussions, because clearly everybody is angry, but nobody is offering an opportunity to turn that anger into positive action. And that's why I'm here, because I want to I make sure that we're directing it into actual change. Scott, I'm sure everybody is well aware there's a big presidential election coming in 2024, but there are critical elections happening this year. New Jersey, Kentucky, Mississippi, uh, Virginia, Pennsylvania. Could you please explain to people that there are many battles to fight before 2024 ever gets here? <laughs> well, you know Jesse, I'm a little disappointed. Like, I, I first want to say I understand how people are feeling right now, that they're seeing Republicans not fight for our values, not vote for a Speaker of the House. And since so many people are frustrated that they're willing to just say, I'm only voting for President Trump, or I'm only voting for Governor DeSantis, whatever, I don't care. But guys, don't you realize that if you want to elect a Republican president next year, that, that president is going to need a Congress, is going to need a Senate and a House that he or she can work with in order to actually govern and legislate. So we need to be mindful of voting for Republicans to set the state stage to win in 2024 and then be able to govern. Kentucky, Daniel Cameron's running for governor. Mitch McConnell's health is not doing great. We wish him well. I wish him a long, healthy life. But if he is forced to retire, the Democrat governor that's running to be reelected, who right now is in a position to probably be reelected, would be the person to appoint McConnell's replacement. That Democrat has already said he won't follow the law. So to anybody that cares about 2024, Kentucky is consequential. Electing Daniel Cameron as governor is consequential. Now look, I live in Virginia. I'm currently in Pennsylvania, but I'll tell you, I voted early in person. I voted early in person because I know that I'm not going to be home on election day and I want my vote to count and to be locked in for Republicans. In Virginia, if we pick up two state Senate seats, Governor Glenn Youngkin and a state that has been blue since 2008 will have an entirely Republican legislature. 
and we'll be able to be able to govern as Republicans and conservatives in Virginia, which, by the way, will set the stage to elect a Republican president in Virginia in, in 2024. And if people are upset in New Jersey with Democratic Governor Murphy, well, there is no better opportunity to have a repudiation of Democrat policies with the governor and with Senator Bob Menendez, who has been indicted allegedly for bribery, there is no better time for Republicans to be elected into office in the state of New Jersey. Regardless, I'm I'm talking, I'm making an appeal to everybody right now watching Jesse's show. If you care about our country, I'm asking you, I'm really, I'm begging, I'm pleading, do everything you can to help make sure that Republicans are successful top to bottom from statewide offices like Judge Carolyn Carluccio in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to even city council races here in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. We need to show that America is standing united against what Joe Biden is doing right now, because otherwise the Democrats are gonna be emboldened. Otherwise the Democrats are gonna say, look, the American people, they're happy with the border that's insecure. They're ha happy with uh, Hamas attacking Israel. They're happy with Putin invading Ukraine. They're happy with jobs going overseas to China. They're happy with the inflation and gas prices and food prices that are unaffordable for working class America. Don't reward the Democrats by staying home. Make a plan to vote in Kentucky, in New Jersey, in Virginia, in Mississippi, in Pennsylvania, in Ohio, in New York. Make a plan to vote on Tuesday, November 7th, and let's show people that we are united as a family. You want to get involved? Go help Scott Pressler. Go get involved that way. Early vote action pack. I am a supporter myself, have been for quite some time. Scott, I appreciate you, my brother. Keep doing what you do. Hey, thanks, Jesse. All right. Now, we can't ignore the fact that even if we do in all the local elections in the world, we can't fix the Fed, can't fix what they're doing to the money. And that puts us in a bit of a bind, doesn't it? So what do we do? Do we uh, toss up our hands? Yeah, screw it, there's nothing we can do. No, of course, we can take steps to protect ourselves. Doesn't mean you stop using money, build a bunker. It means you get some gold or silver coins in your physical possession. You know they're not gold bars or anything like that. And no, you don't need a bank vault. People, people don't understand how truly simple Oxford Gold makes this. They will not only get it delivered to your home, they will deliver it anonymously. It's all insured, don't worry, and you don't need a bank vault. They'll get it in your 401k, so your retirement is not totally wiped out. But they can't do any of that if you don't reach out and reach out before the rain comes, all right? Go to jessekellygold.com. It's a one-stop shop. They make it so easy. jessekellygold.com. We'll be back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Feels like it's been a while When the American dream was a Cadillac And the red, white, and blue showed in how you act Things you got, you worked for You didn't think twice about not locking your door When people did the right thing with no one around They looked at each other and found common ground From the music to the flag, I ain't living in the past I'm just saying that I want my country back. I always wanted a Cadillac. I'm going to get one one day. 
And it bums me out that I don't have one. You know what? Let's talk to Alexis Wilkins about that and many other things. Obviously, country music star and host at PragerU. Alexis Wilkins joins us now. Alexis, there are two things that disappoint me. One, I don't own a Cadillac. And two, that a patriotic song, just a raw patriotic song, even in country music today, is kind of rare. And that bums me out. Even for people who don't like country, you could always bank on country being there and not as much anymore. How the heck did that happen? Well, you know, Jesse, I wish I had a Cadillac too. Um, big fan. But no, I, I think eh. that music is not immune from the wokeism that we've seen. It's it's still a part of this culture war that we have going on. Uh, and I thought, I mean, I have always loved country music and that's the only thing that I've wanted to sing, but I was always relieved that it felt like a safe space for me to, uh, my version of a safe space, right? For me to write patriotic music and things that, um, you know, people with similar values would appreciate. But between the industry and just the shifts that have happened in, happened in the last couple of years, it's definitely changing. It is changing. Why? Is it, is it the university system? Now, I was always too dumb to ever get on a college campus, but you, you actually got on one. Is that where all this stems from? Is it earlier? Is it parents? What is it? You know, I think that universities definitely have an agenda with students. Um, it's it's pretty obvious when you're in school, and it's pretty obvious when you're watching school from the outside. You know, you can see kids go into a class 30 by 30 and and come out completely radicalized um, to the to the left's agenda. It's it's not really they're not hiding it, um, and I think that culture is influenced by this absolutely i think that it's 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 coming from the bottom with students in the universities but it's also coming from the institutions and the big money that are making it that way from big institutions in country music to big universities that that are really responsible for everything we're seeing with these kids why the institutional capture for them, I, I, especially when it comes to things like country music or NASCAR, which I don't even like, but I've always liked you know, the, the, the patriotic part of it. These institutions yeah. that have been traditionally ours, we lost them. And that's weird. Are these big institutions just hiring a bunch of commie nerds out of Harvard? Is that the problem? Kind of. I mean, I think it's it's always you follow the money, you're going to get the answer. I think that it's definitely agenda that's well-funded. Um, but I also think that we have culture that used to be ours, and I say ours generically because, you know, I, I definitely identified with country music, and I think a lot of other people with the same values do too. But I think we're seeing these industries, NASCAR, country, Budweiser, you know, weaponized against us because they tend to breed a culture of independent thinking. And that's really what it is. If you're critically thinking, if you're actually individually thinking, you know, so much that goes on at universities is under the veil of being an individual when really the approach to openness and, and being open to everything, you're not discerning about anything, which is why these kids are so malleable um, and they come out the other side very different than they went in. And I think parents are, are chastised for being helicopter parents. Um, I, I remember that phrase kind of came up as I was growing up and parents just, you know, they didn't want to infringe on their kids' privacy. They didn't want to, you know, they were so worried about these things that weren't a conversation before social media, before cell phones. And so you have these parents that don't that are worried about being helicopter parents. They don't want to seem overbearing. It's been so demonized to be overbearing. And then you have the kids as a result of that. And it's just, it's it's the reason I say it's institutional is because I don't think it's an accident.
Yeah, I don't think it's an accident either. You know what? I, I, this is going to sound like a weird question, but I am curious. Speaking of parents, there are parents out there undoubtedly watching right now who have a very talented young lady or young man who wants to get into the music business, and they're worried about the direction it goes. You're somebody who's done it. You're making your way through it. Do you have any words of advice or even caution for them as they, as they, as they push their little one out into what can be a very ugly industry? Yeah, I mean, it is, it definitely can be a very ugly inter, uh, industry. I think that my biggest caution would be the things that you're already worried about are there. You know, these are, these are things that you should be fearful of. You're not um, overreacting or overworried for no reason. What I will say is the way that my parents raised me with the values that I have, um, between going off to university and not being swayed. And, and it's, like I said, it's on purpose. I mean, the college I went to separated the parents and the kids in orientation. And they said, you know, you're you're raised up to a certain point by your parents, but now, you know, we're gonna tell you, um, we're gonna teach you a new way to think, or you should be open to new things. I mean, they very, they do it from day one. And so the things that you're worried about at university, the things that you would inherently be worried about in the entertainment industry, um, as long as your kids have really steadfast values, they're not embarrassed of them, they're not worried about sticking out for themselves. There are so many paths of independent music now where you don't have to sign on with any version of an institution. You don't have to be signed to a label. You know, everything is so, really, you can use social media to your benefit. You can use all of these things in order to not sacrifice your values. And so I don't think it's a, a for lack of a better term, a moral death sentence to go into the music industry. Um, while you are asked to sacrifice things, uh, you don't have to. And so I like to tell people that, you know, you can still do the things that you love and promote the things that you believe in. Um, there's really not a limiting factor to that as I think there once was. And uh, I think it's inspiring for other people. And so I would say, you know, go forth cautiously and be a part of your kid's life. Ask a lot of questions. I know my parents have been a huge part of my life and I've been really grateful for it because, you know, I have a contract and I make sure that they look at it or I make sure that we get someone to look at it. You know, the, these things are, it's good to have a second set of eyes. And I think this generation has pushed parents out a little. And I would just say, you know, keep parents in. I'm a big advocate for keeping parents in. Do you ever write a song about Red Lobster? No, but I feel that I should now. <laughs> well, absolutely. I feel you should too. Write that song and we will debut it right here on I'm Right. Alexis, thank you so much. Best wishes to you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. We've got Light in the Mood coming up next. And before we get into that, let's talk about something. So, as you can hear, I'm not uh, doing <laughs> that well. And you know what I was doing yesterday when I wasn't here, wildly entertaining you? I was just laying around with Fred. You see, my idiot meathead dog, he's the best when you're sick. Because he knows it. And he just comes up and that big moron just comes and piles on you and he forces you to pet him. And I hope he keeps doing that for a long time. And that's why I give him rough greens every meal. Rough Greens will make my dog, Fred, live longer because it's nutrition. There's no nutrition in dog food. Dog food is dead. Unless I give him nutrition another way, he never gets it. Our dogs die too early, and they go to the vet way too often. Start pouring Rough Greens on your dog's food. It's a nutritional supplement. Just pour it right on the food he loves. 
vitamins, minerals, probiotics, everything your dog needs. Free jumpstart trial bag. Just call them. 833-33-MY-DOG or roughgreens.com slash jesse. We'll be back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. It is time to lighten the mood. And you remember last time we did a lighten the mood with a fan running onto the field and the fan got smeared and he got hauled off the field. It was hilarious and we always love these things. Well, we have another one of those, except I'm going to add a little word of caution here. Uh, Philadelphia. Have you ever been to Philadelphia? I've been to Philadelphia. And actually, I'm not going to do what everyone else does and just dog on it. Yes, most of those criticisms are very, very warranted with the crime and the communists and the lunacy and, and there's pride and the crap everywhere now and all that, all that stuff. So a lot of that's warranted. But I've had fun in Philadelphia. I've had great meals in Philadelphia. I have good friends in Philadelphia. It can be great. But they are a little angrier there in Philadelphia. There's for whatever reason, and, and they're proud of it. You know, they're proud that they're a little bit more on edge, if you will. So if you're going to rush a field, I would highly recommend you don't make the mistake this guy did and rush the field in Philadelphia. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.